0: Hello, I'm Steve Horn, Head of University Relations and Private Wealth at CFA Institute. I'm joined here today at our 2011 Annual Conference in Edinburgh by John Authers. Based in London, John is the global head of the Lex column for the Financial Times. He's been with the newspaper for over 20 years and his most recent book, The Fearful Rise of Markets, looks at the recent financial crisis through the lens of a- principal agent problems the moral hazard problems and the evolution of markets and financial market theory John thank you for joining us it's a pleasure to be here your book covers a lot of ground mm-hmm. uh, but one particular piece resonated uh, a bit in the conference and that was uh, the prospect of uh, going back to the gold standard
1: and the mm-hmm. wisdom behind that
0: right um, could you speak a little bit about what your view well, on that is
1: well uh, uh, I I have some of my best friends believe in the gold standard. I certainly uh, don't go along with them on on that. There simply isn't enough gold in the world to do this. My favourite statistic is that uh, if you took all the gold that had ever been mined and uh, produced and put it into one big cube, uh, it would be a a cube about 10 metres across each way. Um, so you could fit it comfortably into one modern supertanker. It's a very dense metal, so the supertanker would sink, but there isn't very much of it. It's uh, th- With the, the expansion of the world that we've had since uh, the gold standard, and the gold standard was already too restrictive when it was finally, uh, in its final incarnation, Im- abandoned in 1971, there plainly isn't enough of it. Um, so uh, at the level of whether it should be gold... Um, uh, I cannot see a way of returning to the gold standard. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I, I don't think that the, uh, the departure from the gold standard and the move to fiat currencies didn't have huge impacts on, uh, on all that has followed.
0: Would there be any other commodity on which we could base a currency? You talk about uh, the oil standard in your book, for example.
1: Mm. I, I'm not sure how you would do it formally, but in terms of uh, in terms of the practicalities on the ground, uh, yeah. What I argued was that whether you like it or not, we've moved to an oil standard. Um, what I mean by that, it's fascinating if you if you look at the 1970s, which is obviously a very bad uh, decade for the the Western economy, uh, and in large part that was because of the great oil price spikes of that decade in '73 and, and '80, um, and Obviously, there were big political reasons why OPEC behaved in the way that it did. But if you take a chart and look at the oil price in terms of dollars and then compare it to the oil price in terms of the amount of gold it would take to uh, buy a barrel of oil, there's a remarkable difference. Um, in many ways, those two great oil price spikes were, were oil producers who were being paid in dollars making the uh, adjustment necessary to still be paid as much in gold as they were before. The price. the price of oil in gold actually falls through the 70s and corrects back up when you see the the price spikes. Now, similarly, uh, in the last decade, I would argue that you again saw currencies effectively on an oil standard. You saw a steady rise in commodity prices in general, and obviously oil, because of its importance, takes most attention through most of the last decade. And... uh, uh, I would argue, in fact, that the, the moment that the crisis really became critical was when the oil price spike finally came to a head in July of 2008. What had happened again, it was, a we- it was a form of monitoring the debasement of the currency. People could see the problems that US banks were in because everybody knew about uh, how bad a mistake Subprime had been. They assumed that there were going to be bank bankruptcies. They assumed that there were going to be very low interest rates, and they assumed, therefore, that there was going to be inflation the way they dealt with that was to buy oil uh, in great quantities uh, uh, and so that we were effectively on an oil stand. The, the, the dollar kept weakening and, and oil kept rising uh, the, there are problems with how far you can take that however and what happened in 8 is a good example of that, that that it got taken to the point where the whole trade collapsed under its own contradictions you couldn't uh, you couldn't assume that the the, uh, the, uh, the US economy was truly done for but also think there would be a enough demand in the world to, for people to be paying $150 per barrel of oil.
0: You know, that highlights uh, another potential problem mm. with any commodity-based currency, and that's the um, trust you would have in a government to actually mm. adhere to that standard, whatever it might be. Mm. Uh, is there any way around that?
1: No, not really, given that given that I don't think a, a gold standard is, is plausible, and I, I truly don't. Um, the experience from the most valuable formative experience that we've had so far comes from Paul Volcker. Um, in a world of fiat currencies, everything depends on on uh, confidence in the central bank, in belief in the central bank. Um, Volcker, uh, and if you look at if you look at the history, didn't necessarily come to office intending to do this at the Fed, but uh, Volcker decided that he had to declare war on inflation and prove to the world that he was serious about it, and that meant pushing up interest rates to levels that we currently think of as you know, unimaginable, really, 15%, um, far higher than, than the, the, the levels that the, uh, the, the most troubled European peripheral countries are having to pay on their debt at the moment. After he had done that, shown that he was willing to stay there, stay the course while the US had a self-inflicted recession, then you see the, the remarkable steady decline in bond yields that went on for a quarter of a century thereafter. Um, I don't see an alternative for um, rigorously independent central banks in which which, um, uh, which investors uh, and people generally have confidence uh, behaving in such a way as to to maintain that confidence. Uh, Given the situation we're in now, that obviously implies that uh, uh, it's going to be quite difficult.
0: John, thank you for joining us and sharing your thoughts about the, the problems with the gold standard. Thank you. And thank you. To browse our catalog of other multimedia products, visit us on the web at cfawebcasts.org. Copyright 2011 CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.